Well, no, because that also reminded me of a uh, of a quote from a, a parliamentarian, an English parliamentarian uh, during, uh, I think it was George III's uh, monarchy, um, who had said something along the lines of, Mike's fading away here. <laughs> what is this history class with Steve? Jesus Christ. What What does this have to do with? He asked. What? No, I didn't. You brought up Tommy Lee Jones, and then you went on your own little snowball ride, and now you're talking about King George III. Now, guys, when the first the- song we're talking about is about a laughing gnome. We're starting with King George III. In the American musical 1776... <laughs> no, All right, welcome to the Song Topsy Report, everyone, where we dissect bad, bizarre, or otherwise noteworthy music to figure out how it died. I am your host, Nick Brigadier. I'm Mike Russell. And I'm Super Patriot, Steve Trollinger. Yes, Steve. Uh, guys, it's so great to be here. Um, we've oh, actually... The boys are yeah. back in town. The boys, boys are back in town. Yeah, it might seem like we've been releasing episodes pretty consistently, but I was just on vacation, actually. Uh, and we haven't all sat down to record an episode in a minute. Uh, it was uh, guten tag for you, Nick, right? It was, it was guten tag all day and night for me, Mike. That Let doesn't me make you. any sense. Tag means afternoon. Uh, if this is your first time listening <laughs> to the podcast, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, and if you have listened before, please uh, consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. And forgive Mike, by the way. He has a—he's possibly bronchitis. We don't know if it's. Mike has said, and this is almost a direct quote. Um, based on my self-diagnosis, I'm not contagious. <laughs> and as the person who is sitting directly across from him, in the line of fire, I call it the Mike Russell splash. Zone. Mike it's Russell the splash, splash zone. zone. <laughs> I uh, every bodily fluid. Oh, possible. there he goes. Yep, there he goes. The phlegm, you know, means. That it's the healing process, right? So I'm I'm past the stage of contagion. I'm just getting the bad humors out of my system. <laughs> Phlegm, bile, uh, w- uh, blood. blood, and then the fourth one, white blood cells or something. <laughs> it's okay, Rick, Rick Perry, yeah. and that fourth one I forgot. And uh, um, uh, the um, yeah, yeah, the fourth one. So yes, please please forgive Mike Russell if 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 some coughing fits ensue that I won't be able to edit out. I will do my best to keep the coughing under the table or off the table or you know, away from the microphone. Yes. And my face preferably. I'm going to going to lean over the microphone right into Steve's face. Yes, yes, lean as far as you can. Uh but guys, today is exciting because we are doing uh our third Listener submission episode. Woo! This is long overdue. Uh, you Merry guys Christmas, ha- fans. Yes, Mer- Merry early, early Christmas. Uh, Hanukkah has, pa- has come and gone. Oh, it, uh, oh, Kwanzaa is. is the 27th, I believe. Well, that's part of the whole holiday <laughs> shit. <laughs> December is just a holiday. Let's 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 be real. Um, but no, we are long overdue. For a listener submission episode, you guys have been sending us stuff, and we have appreciated so much. And we've been ignoring it completely. Exactly, <laughs> but uh, we've but got no. our own ideas of what's good, and what's bad. <laughs> you shut up, listeners. No, shut your stupid faces. No, keep keep sending them in, and we'll keep pumping out more of these 
submitted episode. Especially if they're this quality. I gotta say, this is like gonna be our most avant-garde listener submissions episode because the stuff uh, that you guys sent us is very, very interesting uh, and we're going to dive right into it. Starting with a suggestion from uh, listener Lindsay. Um, thank you very much for this. This one is a... Uh, Wait, women still listen to our show? <laughs> they're big fans, Steve! Damn, I would have thought one of the three of us would have completely alienated that section of the... Uh, Listen, with Mike Russell's sex appeal, he's bringing in the female listenership. You're welcome. You, you, and you're welcome, ladies. <laughs> you <laughs> did rebutton your pants before we recorded, right? Uh, listen, come on. <laughs> Let That's me say not a denial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on. Doesn't instill much confidence. Says the man who took his pants off right when he came in. That's true. Steve, <laughs> I had other pants underneath but of them. I did, yeah, not, I, I did not know that when you... Uh, I, I said, Steve, do you want anything? And you said, no, I'm good. And you immediately dropped your pants. Look, it makes perfect sense. I like to wear shorts all the time. So I wear other pants over the shorts so that I can do that. Just a little heads up would have been appreciated, Steve. Uh, but no, so our first song today was submitted by listener Lindsay C. Thank you very much. And she submitted a song by a little-known artist named David Bowie. I don't know if either of you guys have heard of this uh, this gentleman. Well, the picture I see of him right now, he looks like a goober. Dance magic, dance magic, dance magic. Uh, I know him better as the Goblin King. That's uh, my favorite David Bowie song. Yeah. And, you know, he had, he was a great actor and that was great. Yeah, he was. He was from the waist down at least. Um no, we are actually discussing one of David Bowie's first songs. Like this ca- the song that we're talking about that he did came out in 1967. And it is wow. called during his heartthrob phase. Yes. Yeah, oh god, hey, how old was he when this came during out? He was British like heartthrob 20? phase. Yeah, it was it was before he became the David Bowie that like we all It was before he became David Bowie artist first he was david bowie pop star then he became david bowie the artist then he became ziggy stardust this is from the pop star day yeah and what does it say about the state of what pop music was like that a song called quote the laughing gnome was a pop hit so this song uh it was a 1967 single it was originally released as a novelty single and i suppose we'll play a little bit of it before we even get started because um when Lindsay suggested this to me, I was like, well, I couldn't think of a David Bowie song that would be worthy, quote unquote, <laughs> of being on our podcast. But uh, have a little listen, and uh, you guys can decide for yourselves. I was walking down the high street when I heard footsteps behind me. First of all, if, if I was walking down the street and I heard that, I would start running down the street. That is terrifying. I like the other day I was walking home from work and it was it was night. It was like 9:30, 10 o'clock, and it was raining a little bit. And I'm I'm walking up the street and I I look a like dozens of feet ahead of me and it looks like what appears to be like a, a like a small person. Um, and I, for some reason, it freaked me out because they were standing stock still. And it, from my perspective, it looked like they were just staring at me. And they had like a weird helmet on. And they were just sort of like if you ever saw the movie Annabelle, like about the mm-hmm. haunted doll. There's a, there's a freaky scene in there where like 
the the main character like looks through a doorway into another room and the doll is standing up right looking back at her and it's just standing there stock still and then all of a sudden starts moving and running at her um I thought that was about to happen because I was like, "What? Is, who is this? Why are they staring at me? Who are this, they? Who is this little person? Yeah, are they about to just start running at me because it's dark and rainy and I'm alone and I'm scared? I get closer and it turns out it's just a it's, it's a moped. It's like the front part of a moped that was slanted in such a way to resemble a human shape. And But for a couple of seconds, I was terrified. But if like that moped started laughing maniacally like... <laughs> Like that, I would have just started like kicking and punching. I don't like without even like looking or paying attention. I can't disagree, Steve. If a moped started laughing. I too would be terrified. <laughs> I uh, inanimate objects becoming animate is a terif- is a terrifying. Thing. It's unholy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You still can't watch Toy Story. I remember. No. <laughs> I know what they're plotting. They're they're gonna kill that kid. <laughs> After, after 25 years yeah. Today, yeah. Andy, it's a long con Andy wake up they're gonna kill you <laughs> uh, but no so the laughing gnome it was released as a novelty single it wasn't part of any album um, and at the time the laughing gnome you might be surprised to hear failed to provide Bowie with a chart placement but it was re-released in 1973 where it reached uh, number 6 in the British charts and number 4 uh, excuse me number 3 in New Zealand like do do you do we know why he chose a a laughing gnome? Like, did, did he get inspired one day, like in a garden or something? We, so he was walking down the street and he saw this moped and he swore to God that it was a little man. Sure, make light of my pain. Do we know what timing this was in comparison to Leonard Nimoy's The Ballad of Bilbo Baggins? That's an excellent question. I believe that that came out one year before. The Ballad have, of Bilbo Baggins did? I believe so, yes. See, now that makes a lot of sense to me, because this is very similar. It does. It, it has very a feel. I, you, I actually was feeling that way, yeah. It feels like the soundtrack to a cult right before they commit a mass suicide. It's got that <laughs> weird folksy sort of, like, <laughs> oh darkness. My. to. No, there's a darkness. Oh, my God. There, <laughs> meanwhile, in Guiana. No, uh, we're going to play, I, I want to play a little bit more of this because uh, people have some very dark theories about this song. A song that sounds so on the surface uplifting. Oh. Thank, thank God we don't have any of those <laughs> theories that we've already said. Well, he trotted back to my house and he sat beside the telly with his tiny hands on his tummy, chuckling away, laughing all day. Why would you Steve, you look confused. Why would you not rhyme telly with belly? Why would you say telly and tummy? Why wouldn't you say telly belly? Yeah, the lyrics are and he sat beside the telly and the uh gnome goes ah! with his tiny hands on his tummy. That makes no sense. It's right there. Telly, belly. Come on, come on, Bowie. What's going on? He wasn't at his full power yet. He wasn't at the peak of his abilities, so I'll give him that. <laughs> He's like level one Frieza. He hasn't yeah. become final form yet. But that is like a real obvious rhyme. It's not even... Maybe he thought it was... He's such a professional. He's like, that is too obvious a rhyme for me to even deign it worthy of my songwriting caliber, so I'm going to not rhyme it. All right, well, give him the benefit of the doubt, I guess. Because if you hear the rest of the song, this is clearly someone who has the songwriting chops to... Know what to rhyme and what not to rhyme. Uh, no, but what to rhyme? <laughs> yes. Uh, 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 
number one, yes, that is David Bowie doing a duet with himself. <laughs> number two, I'm so glad you made that gnome pun because David Bowie was all over that shit throughout oh, this song. Yeah. The puns <laughs> just keep stacking up. It's fantastic. Puns on puns on puns. I think he's having a psychotic break in this song, actually. <laughs> Him or the gnome? Is David Bowie dreaming the gnome, or is the, the laughing gnome dreaming David Bowie? Or is the moped dreaming them both? Okay, you know what? I'm not telling you guys stories anymore. Steve. I'm, that's going to be my it's, Halloween costume next year. It's, <laughs> just chase him around. It's only funny It's only funny when Mike tells stories that we make fun of him for forever. It's not funny when it happens to me. I don't know, man. It's pretty fucking funny. <laughs> So uh, David Bowie and his producer, they spent days coming up with the puns in the song, which we'll get to a little bit later, and experimenting with tape speeds. Uh, quote, they even were proud of the single until the world told them it was a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my parents were proud of me, too, until the world told them it was a mistake. Uh, quote, David Bowie said, 1993 interview, uh, for a brief period, I enjoyed it. But when the record came out and everyone said how awful it was, I realized it was pretty terrible, he recalls. You know, you know what's funny? This was must have been right around that time, where I know the one-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people eater. Yes, there were a lot of songs like that, that and then like out. Alvin and the Chipmunks, the Monster was Mash. Right around Monster. That. This was all like late '60s. You're right, and just like this with the, with making the weird voices. It's almost as if some event happened in the middle of the '60s that made everyone choose to either write really depressing, angry songs or really stupid, silly songs. Some sort of cultural event might have Some happened, something. must have happened to, to, to just spark that part of the people's imaginations. I can't, I put my finger on it. Said the laughing nose. Well, I gave him roasted toadstools and a glass of dandelion You just happen to have toadstools? You don't. Then I put him on a train to Eastbourne, carried his bag and gave him a bag. It's a cigarette. Yeah, 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 I got. I know. Hey, that was mostly for Mike's benefit, so that whatever joke he was going to come up with could be properly vetted. Hey, you know what? Into, into, never mind. Just, hey, you better be careful, and Nick Cannon will dox you on Twitter. Yo, wait, Nick Cannon? No. Oh, that's you know what's crazy about that? I don't know what I'll do. If people dug up stuff from 10 years ago, I don't like in just in general. You're not hosting the Oscars, that's for sure. <laughs> Never. As much as I would love to see you host the Oscars, <laughs> would love show up that. 10 minutes late, drunk, wearing your song Tops Report t shirt. Ah, oh, shit. Uh, fucking best picture. I don't know. <laughs> Did the reader come out this year? I feel like the reader came out this year. Was that this year? Best picture goes to trip planes, trains, and automobiles for the 35th year in a row. Best score goes to Uncle Buck. It's just all John Candy vehicles. I'm a big fan of John Candy, so that'd be great. Yeah. Great outdoors. Now he's just yelling John Candy movies on stage. As, as security tracks him away. Cut to like... Baseballs! Cut to Jack Nicholson in the front row laughing his ass off. I feel like you two'd get along. He just gets to sit front row at everything, forever. Like some, some, some like like man and his and his little son is sitting front row at a Lakers game. Like they've been fans for years, and he's finally worked up enough money. He's finally saved up enough money so his son can sit front row at a Lakers game and have a real father son bonding moment. 
Jack Nicholson walks over. I think you guys are in my fucking seat. <laughs> what? No, but we spent money on it. Daddy. You got to spend money to sit here? Well, you fucking amateurs, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> All right, so David Bowie, <laughs> previously on The oh, Laughing shit, Gnome. Oh, right, David Bowie. <laughs> he has sent The Laughing Gnome away and gave him a cigarette. Hey, where do you come from? <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> oh, God, that's horrible. <laughs> that is that No is Man's Land. 20 years, like, the intertitle shows up 20 years earlier. <laughs> No brethren are getting shot left and right. Blood and mayhem. Just, just the little, a little like guy with the blue hat just falling to his knees, a la platoon, looking into the skies. Oh God, is he just lost in a fit of of laughter now because he's gone mad through all the no man's land mayhem? it's, It's funny you mentioned going mad because there are some people who think this is a metaphor. Or an allegory, I guess, for David Bowie, as in he is a crazy person who's lost his mind and is yeah. imagining this gnome. Yeah, that's what I said earlier. Well, exactly. Because so so he sent this gnome away, and then uh, listen to this next verse. When I woke up, he was sitting on the edge of my bed with his brother, whose name was Fred. He brought him along to sing me a song. Right, hear it. So he tried to push the craziness away, but it came back with a friend. Twice as much craziness now. Or a typical morning for Mike Russell. (laughs) Oh, Oh, what do you think we should do today, my gnome friends? Spill the blood of the innocent! (laughs) (laughs) What's that clicking noise? It's a gun. Do you hear that? Fred is a metronome. (laughs) Ellie's <laughs> got a little hat <laughs> They've all got little hats Mike They're gnomes But he's a metronome Yeah does the hat like tick back and forth We don't know No you hang him by his ankles over Like a pendulum And then he just goes back and forth And you keep time like that Gnome buddy keeps time like that Steve <laughs> See, this is, this is exactly what Who David was it? Bowie Ashley? did. Ashley sent this in, was, was the listener um, saying? Lindsay. Lindsay, sorry, Lindsay. Lindsay, Lindsay goddamn you. <laughs> you sent this in. It was a trap. You knew that Nick couldn't resist making as many horrible known puns as he could. Well, you did it on purpose to vex me. Well, you vex me! <laughs> you hear that, Lindsay? You heard it here on the Songtops Report first. We don't have time to go through the entire song just because we have two other songs to go through. But uh, just to give you an example of a little bit more fun David Bowie has, uh, later on, like he and the gnome are having a conversation, and he says, hey, haven't you got an ohm to go to? To which they reply, no, we're nomads. To which he says, didn't they teach you to get your hair cut at school? You look like a rolling gnome. And then the gnome replies, no, not, or not, you know, in his voice, you, you know, uh, you know, uh, he says, no, not the London School of Economics. Hey, hey, when, uh, when a gnome's uh, starting to go bald, uh, their hairstyle is a, a, a gnome over. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, guys. 
No more gnome puns. You know what, Steve? That's fair. So uh, with that, we will move on from David Bowie and move into... A weird way to say his name. <laughs> David Bowie! Bowie! We'll move on from David Bowie! Uh, thank you, Lindsay. That was a, a treat. Yes. His last name deserves exclamations. It deserves onomatopoeia. Uh, but guys, let's talk. Let, 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 let's let's shift gears just a little bit. I don't want to. I don't want to. Don't no. Let's not. Let's not. No. Let's let, not. Let, let's not talk about this next artist. Oh, is it? <laughs> I will. So, so to the listeners, the only <laughs> growing up, the only word in my household that was essentially frowned upon <laughs> is a word that I will have to say fairly often throughout this next segment and i just want the listeners to know this is not a word i throw around casually or cavalierly but for the sake of research purposes we need to talk about anal cunt <sighs> cunt <laughs> oh god i wrote a stand-up set on this word yeah yeah i'm trying to find a female comedian to yeah. do it i think we'll have a better delivery you think but it's pretty funny <laughs> couldn't you just replace the c with a k n so it's newt Anal newt. Anal newt. Those are anal newt. Those are newts in your butt. Anal newt. Um, but anal newt uh, was suggested to us by listener Trent. So thank you very much, Trent. Trent, our homie. <laughs> um, Thanks. <laughs> I can't wait to hear what it is. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> anal anal newt. Is a um, no, just say it's their name. It, it, you gotta respect it, the artist, Nick. Yes, yes. Who who am I to besmirch the good name of Anal Cunt? Like you're right. I'm a terrible person. Uh, uh, they were a they were an an American grindcore band. Past tense oh, because the um, grindcore. Oh, oh no. <laughs> they were destroyed. Uh. Destroyed the Warp Tour, right? The Grindcore? No, oh. that was Crunkcore. Oh, Crunkcore. No, Disinterest <laughs> destroyed the <band's laughs> yes, Warp Tour. Yes, boy, did it ever. <laughs> uh, they were a Grindcore band formed in uh, Newton, Massachusetts, 1988. Now, I'm just going to play, just to give you, the listener, a sense, because you might not know what Grindcore sounds like. Um, but anal cunt is basically a perfect example. Textbook example, I would go so far as to say. I'm going to play a little bit of their uh, 1994 album, Everyone Should Be Killed, which was a 58-minute long album that consisted of 58 songs. Holy Jesus. And we, so, we, so we, we can... Ba- I, I, I'll play the first 20 seconds, which is essentially like the first two songs. Oh, it's a duet. Is it a duet? Yes, it's him and a faucet. So that that was a little bit of the first maybe two songs. I don't know. I'm just. Did you get all that? I'm just picturing like a giant like uh, satanic demon dude and like a little imp. Uh, and uh, having a, a really intense political debate over like what's happening in Haiti. So essentially, <laughs> us like uh, five minutes before we hit the record button. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, Steve, you may be surprised to hear that their early material contained no pre-written lyrics or music. Hmm. Just I had to read that sentence twice when I first saw it. Pre-written lyrics or music. 
So they were improvisers. They were kind of ex- exactly much like Mike is. Mike, by the way, uh, just recently had an improv show, um, oh. which I hope went better than Anal Cun's music. You know, it was right, uh, right. It was around the line. same level of quality. <laughs> same, same. Oh, both words were used on several occasions yeah. <laughs> in many sketches. <laughs> But yeah, so so uh, Steve, think of them as like avant-garde jazz musicians. They were really just feeding off each other's energy, improvising their own. I'm just imagining like. Yep, uh, Miles Davis, anal cunt. Uh, yeah, it's all the same. Um, so rather, the band developed an entirely improvised style, which consisted of extremely loud, fast, and aggressive noise. Now all of this. Oh, thank God! They thank God their style matured over the years. Well, <laughs> funny you say Don't, that. What you just stuck your finger very close to my eyeball right now with your one moment here, Steve, little gesture. Well, because you said in a somewhat snarky manner, I'm glad. Oh, I'm, man, I'm glad. Would you say I'm glad that their music evolved? Yeah, more or well, less. This band was intended to be a joke band. It's oh. a definition. This is a t- the definition of a joke that went too far. They were only supposed to release just a stupid little demo, um, but they ended up forming a 25-year career out of this. You know, uh, guys, uh, I know we were trying to be funny, but uh, I think we really got something here. <laughs> like, well, so in 1998, so four years after that, after that cacophony you just heard, they released an album called Picnic of Love, and they wrote one. Uh, I, I, just to pull a song from it, they wrote a song called I Respect Your Feelings as a Woman. And uh, this is what, spoiler alert, <laughs> this is what that song sounds like. What an evolution. What an evolution. Oh. I don't think the song's done yet. <laughs> no. no, so they intended to release an album that was as much the antithesis of what their normal music was as possible. That, they did a pretty good job. That is... And he, here's what I will say. Guys can't sing, though. <laughs> like... this, this band is the definition of a joke that wasn't funny that went on too long that went on for too long but they that's the show for you can't actually have that epiphany on the show but they maintained it well on this greenest people (laughs) because this entire song it doesn't it doesn't make any weird turns it's just it's just I respect your existence To their credit, they understood that the joke was the band making this music is called Anal Cunt. And now you can't be mad at them because they respect women. <laughs> you haven't met me, have you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I... Steve, you can't be mad at them. Really? Can't I? 
I love this shitty piece of flaming garbage. I think it's <laughs> I think it is it is great juxtaposition from their first album. And and of which you've listened to exactly twenty seconds. Yeah. Oh, we can listen to more <laughs> no, if you want. No. Yeah, no. No. Some more. I wanna hear some more <laughs> <laughs> so that's <laughs> from that to that was the- <laughs> I, w- I shouldn't say this I weirdly admire this because they're not on both ends of the spectrum their music is not meant to be enjoyed because it's not enjoyable on either end. It's awful. <laughs> it's 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 almost like performance art. It's performance chart. It's it's <laughs> it's just you guys, you guys want to become musicians? Yeah. Why? 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 Why do you want to become musicians? To punish those who dare speak out against us. Listening to this reminded me of watching the Human Centipede Part Two. Oh, with in the jail, right? No, no. Well, oh no, two that's or three. That's number three. Two was the black and white one. In that, bo- both listening to this and watching that movie, it seemed like the creators were daring me to enjoy it. This song also reminds me of those movies, not because I watched them, but because it makes me question why someone would create this in the first place. Exactly. No, seriously, that almost seems to be the point of it. It almost seems to be. It doesn't exist to be enjoyed. It exists to be discussed. <laughs> in, in every sense of the word, discussed and discussed. <laughs> It's a homonym. <laughs> yes, it is. I got to give it to anal cunt, guys. <laughs> this is... It's not the first time you said that sentence. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. No. No. Oh. <laughs> I think that's the inside inscription of the dust jacket of your book, isn't it? <laughs> you know, when Bush comes to shove, you got to give it to anal cunt. <laughs> uh. And that's my quote of times I can say that word. <laughs> But unfortunately, you're not going to hear any new music from them. Um, oh, no, why? Uh, Frontman died. Heart attack. What? Uh, 2011. What does that matter? Well, you when? Know? I must know. But they do have a full discography that you can uh, dig into to enjoy. The, the, the last little tidbit I just want to say is... Um, ori- <laughs> I love this quote. Originally, the band was to produce a form of, quote, anti-music without rhythm, beats, riffs, lyrics, song titles, or any other normal feature of a band, an approach exemplified by the 5,643-song EP. Now, how long, how many minutes long do you think the 5,643-song EP was? Three or four seconds. 12 minutes, but... Ah, okay. (laughs) Sorry, I was playing by Price's Right rules. (laughs) (laughs) One dollar! Uh, yeah, so way, over 12 minutes. In a way, I feel like that's almost harder to, um, like, let's write music, but without all of the basic building, basic building blocks that everyone else uses to create music. It's, it, it's, there's no, there's no uh, prototype for it. Yeah. There's no, there's nothing that they can look at and say, not only is there nothing they can look at and say, let's follow this pattern to its conclusion, but they also have to stop themselves constantly and think, oh, no, wait, this is... Oh crap! No, we can't do that. It'll turn into a real song. Yes. we got to go back to the drawing board and start. Wait, from a scratch. riff? No, we can't do that. A, a tempo? No, 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 no. That seems uh, harder. Yes, yeah. I, I that, hope that's what makes them true artists. 
I hope a a group of brave individuals out there start a cover band called like Dickhole Taint or something to uh to play all their That sounds great like a bluegrass hits. version. It's old Dickhole Taint. <laughs> Dickhole Taint. In Portuguese it means bring your ass. <laughs> um throwback. <laughs> throwback. I'm more like throw up with my over there. <laughs> I'm going to die. I'm going to die. That's it. Uh, like, you said the, the lead singer of this song died. I'm going to get weird for a second. Just a warning. Uh, trigger warning. Pants back on. Trigger warning for everyone. <laughs> so, let's say you believe in the concept of, of eternity, uh, like a Christian concept of eternity with heaven, St. Peter, Pearly Gates, the mm-hmm. whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. And let's say you're the lead singer of this band. And you have, for your entire life, you've you've helped people, you've uh, been kind, you've shown kindness towards others, you've turned the other cheek, you, you've you lived, maybe not without meaning to, but you've lived a Christian life. You've respected and, women and their whole yeah, gender. Yes. <laughs> and you get to, you die, and you get to heaven, and you get to the, you get to the, you know, the Mater D area where St. Peter waits, <laughs> and he goes, yeah, you did a lot of good, but you're the lead singer of Anal Cunt. <laughs> I don't, we can't, like, God can't have a double, that's a double standard, man. And then he hits the play button on his boombox. Like, I can't send you to hell because you didn't do anything wrong, but we can't let the lead singer of Anal Cunt into heaven. Uh, Maybe... You know, who knows, maybe, but maybe JC, you know, maybe JC, the son of God, you know, in his rebellious phase was really like, uh, like a, a big, big anal cunt fan, a big anal cunt fan. And he comes out, oh man, I loved your stuff. Like, oh yeah, like get in here. Let's, let's rock like, out. I, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure someone, I'm pretty sure the second, like, I don't know, fucking Aristotle finds out the lead singer of anal cunt got in and he didn't cause he was a pagan. He would be like, wait, can, uh, can I ring the management please? I have a complaint. I'm stuck in limbo, but the lead singer of Anal Cunt. I I modernized uh, uh, ethics and philosophy for 2,000 years, and the lead singer of Anal Cunt gets in, but I'm stuck out here where everything's just kind of okay. It's like, you know... Outside the music, Anal Cunt was a great Christian, okay? Went That's to church every name. Sunday. <laughs> the name's Cunt. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anal oh, what, Cunt. What was his name? Well, listen. The band may be no more, but they've left a legacy for us to enjoy. I'll be the pansy growing gardener of a bouquet of love. A flower-willing soldier. They're rhyming better than David Bowie did in the... That's true. <laughs> yeah. I bet they would know to rhyme belly with telly. <laughs> All right, but guys, we have one last listener submission song to go through, and I'm excited about this one. Thank uh, you, Trent. That was Yes, great. thank you very much. <laughs> uh, this last one was sent by listener Danielle, so thank you very, very Another much. Another female listener, Steve, see? Yeah, you got to work harder, Mike. Yeah. You, haven't, you haven't peeled them all off yeah. yet. I am just, I'm trying to bring them all in. Come on in. We have fun here. <laughs> good time. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> Come on in. We have fun here. No. We'll have a good time. Uh, all right. All right. Uh, no, you know, that sounds bad. Listen, every time I've walked into Mike's apartment, he said that verbatim, and I've always had a great time. You got to come over sometimes, Steve. I don't want to. <laughs> you live in Jersey. That's true. Oh, you know, y'all hating on the Jersey. Listen, Hoboken is like the sixth borough. 
The word hobo is in the name of the town. <laughs> and let, let ho- us not ho- forget about Holden Miller, the Hoboken <laughs> hobo killer, exactly. who is still at large. I heard he's been hiding out at the old Broken Miller. <laughs> uh, but where were we? Yes. Yeah, so, uh, listener Danielle sent this final song, and it really uh, kind of keeps the avant-garde theme going. This song is called Moo <laughs> by uh, an artist named Doja Cat. Let's I, f- I am a big fan of this. <laughs> I think I am, too. But let's, let, let's hear a little bit. Oh, uh, yeah. Anime titties bouncing. It's almost like a lullaby. Yeah, bitch, I'm a cow. Bitch, I'm a cow. What? I'm not a cat. Mm. I don't say now. Nope. Bitch, I'm a cow. Bitch, I'm a cow. Uh, yeah. Bitch, I'm a cow. Bitch, I'm a cow. Go m- so if you didn't know, Steve... This this bitch is a cow. <laughs> Steve, I will say right now, you have the exact wrong reaction to this song. What reaction am I supposed to have? You are supposed to be enjoying every single goddamn moment of this song. Because this song, by the end of it, you will be inspired. Mm-hmm. But, oh, so there's, there's a secret twist at the end then. <laughs> I mean, I think the song as it stands should be enjoyable. Let me ask you this. Twist. This is 32 seconds into a four and a half minute song. The other three and a half, four minutes of this song, does anything change from what we've listened to so far? Slightly. Oh, yeah. she, Dude, she hooks up with old McDonald. <laughs> well, now <laughs> I don't have to listen well, yeah, to Let's it. not get ahead of ourselves, but yes, there, there, are some, there are some fun turns. So uh, this song is called Moo. By Doja Cat. It came out fairly recently. It came out uh, this past summer and uh, immediately went viral. It currently is standing at uh, over 33 million views. Yo, dang. Yeah, it got some big attention. Uh, Doja Cat is uh, Amala Zandil Dlamini, and I hope I'm pronouncing that right, known professionally as Doja Cat, is an American singer-songwriter, rapper, and record producer currently based in Los Angeles. Now, she's come out with music prior to this, but this song has really catapulted her into the stratosphere. Really captured the imagination of the listeners of the music-going experience. Exactly. See, okay, you're starting to get it. Good. Yeah. Uh, the, the, you kind of have to see the music video to get the full experience. You can get a little bit of it from the song. She's in front of a green screen, dressed in like, I don't know. It's just She's a cow. Yes, as she has indicated, she is in fact a cow. She's she's wearing um, bitch. Yeah, yeah. Th- thank you, thank you for the clarification, bitch. She's bitch. a cow. It's not like Freddy Krueger. <laughs> bitch, try- I'm a cow. I was trying to. I'm a cow, bitch. Freddy Cowger. That's Fre- <laughs> Freddy Krueger, otherwise known as Freddy Krueger, runs out of ideas. Just oh man, what's this bitch afraid of? Oh. Cows, I guess. Uh, I'll try it. Freddy Cow. When a farm opens up on Elm Street. <laughs> but yeah, so she is dressed as a cow in front of a green screen that is showing around the same four or five different looping gifts. Uh, we, we, we see anime breasts bouncing. We see is that for cows. The, is that like a milk comment? What's up with those it breasts? Might be. I mean, I don't it mind might, them. It, I, <laughs> what? Wait, are we seriously wondering about that? Is that seriously, uh, maybe that's what they're going for. 
Really? You guys are reading into subtle, subtle layers of subtlety that I'm there not getting? There are so many layers to this that you are not actually getting, in fact. Yes. Uh, so she did an interview that was very enlightening. Uh, and one of the first questions was, where did the idea for the song and the video come from? Um, and she replied, I got this costume from an upcoming tour that I'm about to go on in September. I cheat sometimes, and I like to wear my costumes beforehand um, on live when I make music. I had this top from this costume, and I didn't know what to sing about. But then the shirt was so ridiculous that I was like, maybe that would be cool if I just made a song about cows. I thought, nobody's going to care about it. It's just funny. It sounded kind of cute. I came up with the mooing harmonies. And the sentence, I came up with the mooing harmonies, I need to hear way more often. And if you want to hear what those mooing harmonies sound like, What outfit is that? That's farmer girl outfit. <laughs> Hanging out in the Louvre. Now you're getting it. Yo. Yo. No, Steve, to be totally <laughs> honest with you, the very first time I saw this video, I did have a similar reaction to your first reaction. However, upon multiple viewings, <laughs> it's pretty freaking great. <laughs> Were you alone when you were viewing this? What does that have to do with anything? <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. I hope so, Nick. <laughs> Why, were you aroused by this video, Mike? Uh, no, 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 no. A not. stiff breeze <laughs> could arouse him. As long as it's stiff. <laughs> uh, I will say, I'm a, I'm now a new fan of uh, Dojo Yo-Yo. What's her name? Doja Cat. Doja Cat. Oh, is that Would you say you're a Moo fan? I'm a... David Bowie would be smiling down at me. Um, no, but what's your favorite mathematical constant, Mike? Moo. What's your favorite uh, ancient Greek uh, letter, Mike? Moo. Moo. <laughs> what's your favorite uh, uh, ancient disappeared civilization, Mike? Moo. Oh uh, yeah, what's my favorite bird? The emu. <laughs> Come on. No, I, you took it away from me. I don't Good. want to do it anymore. Yeah, yeah well, take, I'm taking that shit. <laughs> Fuck you and all your science and history and math. <laughs> I, do you think that on a regular basis? Yes, yes it's written on your face. <laughs> Fuck you Hold and on. all your science and history and math. That was kind of him at the top of the show. <laughs> so, a challenge. Challenge. Listener challenge. Our first ever Song Tops Report listener challenge. Oh. I'm going to make this a regular thing. And I okay. want a sound effect. I want us to find a sound effect for when I, I hurl the challenge down. I hurl the gauntlet to the it's, ground. It's playing right yeah, now. Yeah. Just get yourself hyped. Guys, listener challenge. Uh, go to your nearest party city. Find a random prop and or costume. Write a song about it. <laughs> That's basically what she did. But here's the inspirational part. She was also asked, what was the process for making the video? She says, the video only took about five and a half to six hours to make. I stayed up to like 3 a.m. It's a pretty crazy process trying to get the sheets on my wall. She literally jerry-rigged her own green screen and did all of this herself. She just found the video to play in the background. But this question that they asked her after is what is so amazing. They said, how, lo how long did it take overall for the creation of the song and the video? Quote, I started the song 
writing the song Mm -hmm. at about 2.30 p.m., and I finished the video at around 3 in the morning. She wrote this song and then did the music video for it in a day. I love it. It now has 33 million views. That, and let me tell you what, Nick, and this is why, oh, this is why I bitch to you all the time, Nick. If when the idea sparks, just do it. You just do it. You, you figure that, out all that's the other. Va- that's valid. You that figure out valid. all the other shit later. Because you know what? At the end of the day, when, when, it's, when, it's, when it's fresh, right? When it's on your brain and it's been sparked and you just like need to do it. That you get this. You get this. Got milk, bitch. Got beef. Got steak, ho. Got cheese. Got steak, ho. Lean. Wait, no. Lean isn't milk based. Lean isn't milk based. No, cow based. No, lean meat. Oh, all right. Yeah, Although you are right cheese. to be in that mindset. Just assume any time the word lean appears now, it is something that Lil Pump is drinking. A little pump. I love it. That's great. A little I'm glad, pump. I'm glad you entertained yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I said song Moochie Gang. <laughs> oh no, now I'm imagining the mooch on it. <laughs> Steaks high, need a side of colored greens. Cash rules, everything around me. Every- ice cream, ice cream, ice cream. Mm. You a calf, bitch. You my daughter. <laughs> yeah. I ain't bothered. Get slaughtered. <laughs> that's kind of fucked she's uh really pointing out the the, the dark realities yeah. of uh of farm life yes like, exactly you know, you're, 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 what's up calf bitch you're my daughter getting slotted see you later getting made into uh what's uh what's what's calf meat it's really good um i think you're confusing this for veal, veal but that's veal lamb feels baby yeah. lamb that's baby lamb but what's baby cows no baby cows got something i don't know i try not to eat babies if you go to the butcher, it just says baby cow on it. Just, Nobody buys it because they feel like shit. Baby, baby cow, yum, 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 yum. Baby cow, yum, 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 yum. Baby cow, yum, 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 yum. Oh, my God. But, yeah, Mike, I think you're right. I, I think the song is actually a commentary. Uh, the, the song is a um, is vegan propaganda. It's a commentary on the terrible practices of our meat industry. It should be taken as, as such. She's, the, she's the Upton Sinclair of the millennial generation. Yes. <laughs> Leading with a rallying cry of, Bitch, I'm a cow. <laughs> Bitch, we are all cows. <laughs> and then everyone replies, <laughs> Moo! <laughs> that is almost ridiculous enough to actually happen. You hear that, Peter? All right, you're going to take... You're gonna take Take that. Give us some credit. Sontops the report. <laughs> Peter, Peter, I want you first. Hold on, Peter. Calm down. Calm down, Peter. <laughs> Peter, I want you to first stop for a second. I need you to stop being mad at people for using the phrase "bring home the bacon." Oh, need, oh my God! You need, can't. You can't start. You can't open that can of worms. Which I don't even know if I can say that expression. But, but yes, that was that was a shit show. I need you to calm down. We've got a new idea. We think you're gonna like it. They probably don't even like when you say there's plenty of fish in the sea. You'd be like, fish can't feel, Mike. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Peter's like, yeah. Fuck fish. <laughs> Peter stamp stamps out of X. <laughs> fuck fish. I'm a cow, bitch. I'm a cow, bitch. I'm a cow, bitch. I'm a cow. Go move, 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 move
Yo, I just I gotta say, this woman is a genius. Yes, there's like a ba- there's like a pixelated hamburger bouncing, and she's like running in place, like to catch up with it. She is to catch up with it. Yes, exactly. She is found intended the perfect harmony. Steve, Nick, that of- joke didn't cut the mustard, <laughs> but I relished it. Mayonnaise, a lot of puns happening right now. I'll fall behind. Can I catch up here? <laughs> I think we I think we went through our condiments already. Yes. Oh, did you use ketchup? That's what started it. Oh, shit! <laughs> shit. Fuck. Uh, no, but the perfect harmony of um, between uh, music, right? <laughs> I was half expecting you right then to do one of your patented battering ram jokes. You're like, <laughs> oh, crap. I got I to gotta catch up. Uh... Guacamole. <laughs> Why? Why? Oh, I don't. Okay. You are going to kill Mike by the end of this episode. Oh, God. That's the goal. <laughs> Ba-dum-bum. The harmony of. Oh, the harm. No, this, this woman has mixed. All right. Music harmonies. Comedy. Sex appeal. And education. I, th- I I mean it's it's got it all it's at all, and you love everything except for that last part. What? Edu- <laughs> I respect education, Steve. Just as a time and a place for it. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, Nick, can you filter in when you edit a a bit where it shows thirty seconds earlier? Fuck your science, <laughs> math, and history. <laughs> yes, yeah, so that's some ice, ice, insane clown posse rhetoric right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, those those they're they're, inspira- they're inspirations, those guys. <laughs> but no, Mike, I will say you are right. This is do <laughs> not quite quote you directly. This is the best song we've ever done. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's hypnotic. See, where's those dance moves, Steve? Come on. She's running with jazz hands with a hamburger behind her. I don't know what you want from her, Steve. Steve, Steve. If, if you she's twerking, and then she's drinking uh, strawberry milk. She has fries in her nose like a... Don't you shake your head. That poor animal. That, that poor cow. They put cow. a blonde wig on a cow. That's a gift. That's not her fault. She just took it from the internet. That's hilarious. Yes, by the first way. off. First off, I don't care. <laughs> what the fuck's a cow can give a shit about having a wig on its head? It's funny. Second, uh, I'm imagining a New Yorker cartoon with a blonde cow eating a hamburger going, what? <laughs> Even cows can have blonde jokes. <laughs> Clever, Steve. <laughs> what was your second point though um you know, it's kind of funny it's kind of funny that uh at the end of the day uh when it comes to cows and farmers they really are just giving us their titties a little bit you know wow. like she said in the song i just it's a compelling point it's weird do you think Almost certainly we are, not. We are <laughs> suckling the teat of the milk lobbyists. You know, I know this has been discussed in some other program at some point. Not maybe not here, but on, but like the first dude who was drinking out of a cow, like 
<laughs> what was he thinking? What was he doing? And like he's grabbing onto these udders, right? And you can't. Like he's demonstrating. I mean, I'm trying to like. <laughs> there's like a bunch of these things, like, and he was just like, "All right, I'm gonna just, I'm just gonna squirt this white shit into my mouth." I mean, <laughs> <laughs> did he watch another? Or did he watch a calf do it? And he's like, you know what? Looks um, like a good idea. Uh, that's a good, huh? Or maybe, or maybe he was stranded, right? Stranded out in the wilderness, and there were some wild cows, and he, and he like, you know, he roped one up, and he was out of food, so he's like, I, you like, also, I'm, you also, in your, in your little scenario here, <laughs> you skipped over like some very vital beginning parts of this which was you went right to like him having the notion of like grabbing onto it and getting something out of it you skipped over the whole first part where a man is standing next to a cow looking down at its udders and going hmm question mark <laughs> like that's a leap in logic that you yeah. just you're like no no it's automatically assumed that he can just start sucking on that right <laughs> He could just grab on those and start sucking, right? And something will come out. Say, you know what? Um, it's it's uh, it's actually if we want to talk science, Steve. All right. Yeah, Mister Trial, Education. Trial and Error. Okay, and maybe this first guy was a uh, was a scientist who who went <laughs> just dove right into his work, and he's like. Yes, it wasn't. I have a theory, and I'm gonna test it out right now. I like so first came the scientific method, then came the understanding that cows can be milked. <laughs> yes, got it. <laughs> that timeline adds up. Oh shit. Okay, wait. Maybe, well, maybe, maybe you know. Sometimes they say right that uh, history can get lost. Science can get lost. So maybe when the Library of Alexandria was burned, that was the precious that knowledge was, that was lost. Was it? It, it took. Centuries for people to rediscover. Wait a second. That cow water could be sucked. <laughs> that was Newton. Hit yeah. on the head with an apple. I can suck the teats of cows. You know, this the, this song is uh, raising a lot of interesting questions. <laughs> I like to as, suck as these I, cow teats. As All I think right. Doja Cat intended. Oh, no, 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 don't take that out. Okay. You know when you say take that out, you immediately like force Nick to leave it in when you say that. On principle. <laughs> to, to, to try to persuade me to stop saying things like that. I will tell you what that first person who suckled on the teat of a cow said. I can't take it out. <laughs> they use it look at it it's fun seriously we're only two and a half minutes into the song we need to move along (laughs) look look at it i don't think you understand she's a cow bitch (laughs) i know we just did that earlier i'm with you couldn't couldn't keep up (laughs) she's a cow i'm well aware but there was like a there was a bridge an old McDonald was involved, and we then we went back. Ten, like, why do you guys keep going back? I accidentally skipped back a little. Hang on. Country, I ain't in the city because they ain't got lawns. 
seconds earlier in this song and like five to ten minutes real our time uh i i i had i had that connection between that and you know move bitch get out the way and now that she has taken this and done it several seconds after i thought of it i am now honor bound to gouge my eyes out (laughs) see put the fork down (laughs) like if you I think it's like this is like a Lewis Black joke, but if if you listen to a song and have an idea for the music video in your head, and then you watch the music video and it's the one you made in your head, kill yourself. Uh, Steve, I think you should embrace this. You should be proud that you were on the same wavelength of an artist who has uh, achieved quite a bit of success. We need to go out, Steve. Let's go get a new animal costume, and we'll yeah, and we'll and we'll get like uh, we'll like get some duck costumes, and we'll be like. Yo, dicks, I'm a duck. What up, dicks, I'm a duck. You know? If you opened a book and you looked for a literal recipe for disaster, a cookbook for disaster, and you looked up that recipe, certainly the first several ingredients would be Mike Russell, random animal costume, let's go out. (laughs) would be the first three parts of that recipe. I, um, listen, I think all disasters are glorious in their own right because uh, they're memorable. Oh, yeah, the Hindenburg was a real I was laugh. also thinking the Hindenburg. <laughs> that was a real hoot. People are still talking about it. <laughs> the guy, the guy, the, 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 the reporter sitting out front watching the fire behind him. Oh, the informative lessons. Oh, the informative lessons. Yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> you guys are fucked up. <laughs> well, I mean, that's about it for Doja Cat. I don't know if I you want... I hope so. Do, do, do you want to hear a little more, no. Steve? No. Because there's yeah. still a good minute and a half. Stop <laughs> flicking my fucking arm. Get out my head. <laughs> Get out my head. Bitch. Get out my head. What? I ain't a moves, bitch. Get out my head. Get out my head, bitch. Get out my head. I ain't a moves, bitch. Get out my head. Milkshake brings all the boys to the farm and then... <laughs> Gentlemen, I think we've milked this for all it's worth. Ah, that's pretty Damn good. Damn it, Steve. That was so good. We can't not end on that. So <laughs> with that, uh, that is <laughs> Moo. Hoisted by, by your own petard, Nick. <laughs> if I don't have my principles, what do I have? Uh, that was Moo by Doja Cat. Thank you again very much, Danielle, for that. Oh, Danielle, such a great suggestion. So good, so good. Uh, but guys, that was our... Uh, Listener Submission Episodes Part 3. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for the suggestions. And uh, if you guys have suggestions for other bad, bizarre, noteworthy music you want us to discuss, please let us know. You can um, contact us via email at thesongtopsreport at gmail.com. You can DM us on Instagram, tweet at us, uh, any real method of communication you want. We, we, we will receive it. Uh, because I, I know that there was a pretty big gap between part two and this part, so we apologize for that, but we promise if you guys give us the good suggestions, we will make more listener submission episodes. We'll crank those out. See you in seven months. <laughs> but in the gap between those seven months, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can subscribe to us on whatever uh, podcasting platform you choose. Obviously, you found one that works for you, and we appreciate that, but we are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, among others. And you can follow me personally on Twitter and Instagram uh, at Nick Breedier and uh, Mr. Mike Russell. 
Uh, yeah. So, like Nick said, you know, send I don't us- like the wide <laughs> gr- idiot grin you have on your face right now. <laughs> so, you know, send us your song suggestions, feedback, all that jazz to the Santos Report gmail.com. Um, and uh, let us know if uh, <laughs> if you were a furry, what animal you dress up as. Yeah, whether it's a cow or no, I, you heard it here, folks. <laughs> Mike wants to know what your sexiest animal is. No, or or if um if <laughs> let's say <laughs> never mind, I'm just gonna leave it at that. That's fine. Yeah, we might have furry listeners, Mike. That's in which what, case, they, yeah, they can just tell us what, what they normally what the is. Well, I was gonna say like if you were not kink shame, Mike. I am not kink shaming. I just think it's I just thought it'd be a funny question. <laughs> like, listen, listen. I, I am I am very open minded in the bedroom. Okay, like, <laughs> what, do, give the listeners some examples. What animal would you be? I would be I would be I would be a I think I'd be like a fucking a lizard man. <laughs> you'd yeah. be a fucking lizard, or um, you'd be fucking a lizard. Ooh, no, I'd fuck a I'd probably fuck a squirrel. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here. Mike Mike twenty twenty. I'd fuck a squirrel. Why not? <laughs> you are like you are like or like you, oh my god! You are you are the like the reverse Indiana Jones. You just every every trap that's laid out in front of you, you will fall into gladly, joyously. You will fall into the trap. Uh, Steve, where may we find you? Counseling. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at your man Trollo. You can find me this week on the latest episode of Chris Tries to yes. Rewind. Yes, oh, so our, good. On our on Dapper Devil Productions podcast. sister podcast, uh, Steve was just recently featured on Chris Tries to Review Wine, uh, where you can also listen to an older episode with myself and uh, Mr. Ian Brodsky, who was a guest on our show, is also on that. But please listen to the most recent episode with Mr. Stephen Trollinger. The wine that you drank, I <laughs> oh, so so funny. <laughs> it wasn't bad. Yeah, it tasted yeah. good. I didn't go that far. I didn't say that. I haven't actually heard the episode yet. But guys, uh, please check out Chris Rice's review of wine because when you see the uh, wine that he drank, you will appreciate it. I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And did you say where we could find you? Yes. Cool. (laughs) All right, then. Uh, Guys, that is it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. I am Nick Brigadier. I'm Mike Russell. And I'm moving on from this. Nice. And we will see you next week. Take care.